right now. Today is the day that you choose to change the rest of your life. It is time to turn your setback into the greatest comeback story ever told. And nobody is more capable than you. This is the Ranting Weight Watcher Podcast, the future number one weight loss podcast in the world. I am your host, Donato Russo. I hope you enjoy the show today. If this is your first time here and you enjoy the show, please subscribe and spread the word of the Ranting Weight Watcher podcast wherever you are and to whomever will listen. If you'd like to connect on social media or wherever else, check out my Linktree page, Linktree forward slash the Ranting Weight Watcher. Let's connect today. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 107 of the Ranting Weight Watcher podcast. I have a great show planned, so let's not waste any time. Let's get into this. Journey updates. Well, this week, we got something that I can't stand getting. I can deal with losses. I mean, anybody can deal with losses. And I can deal with gains. But I, I hate staying the same. I hate it. It's so rare that I actually stay the same, but I hate staying the same. You know, I had said this in a walk video, but it's the perfect analogy. It's like drinking room temperature coffee. (laughs) That's what it feels like to stay the same. Listen, I almost would rather have a gain than to stay the same. Because if I have a gain... I know where my mind goes. If I have a loss, I know where my mind goes. When I stay the same, I'm just like, uh, yay. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. It just sucks. It's like, and, and you know, I hate, um, I can't stand Wednesdays, right? Because you never know whether to be like, yeah, I can't believe it's Wednesday. Or, oh my God, it's only Wednesday. <laughs> that's what it feels like to get a zero on the scale. How about that? <laughs> At least in my world, that's what it feels like. <laughs> so we finished the month of August down 2.2 total for that month. And total loss since January 2019 is 155.8. Pounds remaining to get to milestone 175 is 19.2 pounds. And pounds remaining to get to milestone 200 is 44.2 pounds. So we're going to take a trip back in time here. We're going to go back to August 2021. Now back in August, I had uh, contracted COVID. And so I was dealing with COVID, right? And I actually missed an episode. It's probably the one episode I missed out of all of the episodes is I had COVID and I couldn't really do anything, to be honest with you. So during that same time period, when I had COVID, I noticed I was having trouble with urination. That was kind of alarming. It was, you know, it was almost like if you turned on a hose 
and somebody had the hose pipe kinked and you didn't know it, right? And that's and, and just nothing was happening. That's that's kind of the feeling I had. Not to be graphic or anything like that. It's just, you know, hey, listen, we're adults talking here. If you don't like it, move on to another podcast. I start to look for a urologist. I finally find one that takes my insurance. His first appointment is not until November 2021. I was like, all right, fine. I kept looking for other urologists, but I had, I, it was like, deal with the same weight or they don't take my insurance and I got to pay out of network, you know, co-pays, deductible, whatever it is that I have when I go out of network with uh, my insurance company. So I end up, it gets to the point where I'm so close to November and I'm just like, you know what? Let's just wait for November. We go to November. I go to my first appointment with the doctor. He does his testing and he determines that I have an enlarged prostate. And so he wanted me on this medication. So he puts me on the medication. I'm not really disciplined when it comes to taking pills. I always forget unless I make it really part of a daily routine. So when I went for my first follow-up with him, I, had t- I told him that. And I also told him I wanted off the medication. So my first follow-up with him is like mid-December now at this point. I said, I want off the medication. I don't like what it's doing to me. I was, it was having some effects on me I didn't like, I didn't like whatsoever. He tells me he's not opposed to me being off the medication. But what he wants to do first is he wanted me to take it religiously for 30 days straight without skipping. And then we can make the final decision whether or not to come off the medication. So I was like, all right, fine. I basically took the medication for 30 days straight with religiously. I made sure I took it every day. Didn't miss a beat. We fast forward to January now because it's the next follow-up was in January. And I'm talking to him. I'm saying, hey, listen, I'm feeling good. I want to get off this medication. He goes, okay, fine. So he gave me this supplement called Saw Palmetto. And he said, this is either going to work or it's not going to work. I bought it and I double dosed it. I said, you know what? I'm going to make sure this works. So I was double dosing it and listen, I went probably up until August again, August 2022 with zero issues, none whatsoever. I was taking two salt palmetto capsules a day, no issues whatsoever. Then all of a sudden I started to have issues again. So let's say just to be sure, just to be there were, let's say, somewhere between mid-July and August, I started having the issue again. Now, at the time when we made the decision to go off the meds, he gave me a supply. He says, you keep this supply. And if the problem comes back, start taking it and let me know. Okay, fine. August hits. I'm in a little denial or a little bit. I'm prolonging it, prolonging it, having the issue for a couple of weeks. And I said, okay, fine. I got to take the medication. So I started taking the medication. 
So I want off this medication again. I don't like being on medications. Look, it's not that I don't trust medication or anything like that. It's all, it's not, listen, our bodies, in my mind, our bodies were not designed for prolonged use of any medication. If you give half an ear to a pharmaceutical commercial nowadays, in the one minute they're talking to you, 30 seconds, whatever it is, that they're talking to you about this brand new drug, they can list like 10 side effects. Does that mean that's all of them? No, they're listing the most common ones. And they never tell you, oh, after two years of use on this, people experience this. After five years, they experience that. They don't ever break that down. They give you the most common things in the one-minute commercial you hear, and that's it. Me being determined, I said, fine, okay, whatever it is. We will take the medication again for 30 straight days and go from there. I am going to try this again and get off. Because listen, if I went, what, nearly six months, seven months without having to take the prescription medication, there's no reason I can't try this again. So I did some research about how I can go about getting some real progress with this enlarged prostate some natural way without having to be on medication. So some of the methods of getting rid of it, one of the methods I saw was to reduce caffeine. There's also salt palmetto, which I'm still taking. There's stinging nettle tea, which I'm going to be trying in the future. There's uh, cranberry juice and some other ways. Green tea, stuff like that. Immediately, I thought, could I have brought it back because of my caffeine intake? So when I saw that caffeine intake plays a part of it, because I drink a lot of caffeine. I drink a lot of water, but I drink a lot of caffeine. I drink 120 to 160 ounces of water a day. And I drink 50 ounces of coffee a day. On a typical Monday through Friday kind of thing. Now, my first inclination was to reduce it by half. So we went through this whole thing, this whole situation of reducing it by half. I soon realized that I obviously went through caffeine withdrawals because I I reduced it by half. But part of it, I realized in the process, was that it was in my head more than it was caffeine addiction, okay? Because here's one thing, as you guys all know, I am now teaching my coworkers, how do we use this new system that our, my job is implementing come October of this year, 2022. So when I go into the class and I'm teaching, I can't really, I don't really have time to drink. So sometimes I'm coming home with my thermos still with coffee in it. And that thermos only holds 25 ounces. So that is half the coffee. And I'm coming home sometimes with the coffee in it. And I had no headaches. I mean, there's also times where I finish it 
but still 25 ounces in that thermos is half the amount I normally drink. When I actually finish it, I'm fine. I notice though, when I'm home and I'm working from home, it's completely different. Now, what could be the difference? The difference is number one, it could be in my head and I don't really have the problems that I think I'm having and I just want coffee. Or could it be that the, the prolonged sipping of the coffee, little by little over time, because I'm teaching a class and I get a little bit here and a little bit there, maybe the reason why it's easier is because I'm not drinking it all at once. It's that I'm drinking it when I can in between talking to everyone. So there might be something in this. When I'm home, I'm going to reduce it by 12 ounces first. Because each cup that I drink is a 12-ounce cup, right? So we're going to reduce it by one 12-ounce cup when we're home. And when we are at work, we're basically reducing it by half, but we're drinking it over time. Because I'm drinking it between any time that I could teach. We're going to take a break, but don't go anywhere. I'll be right back. Hi, Donato. My name is Jackie. I've been on this particular Weight Watcher journey for eight months. And I've been on this journey many times before. In fact, I jokingly call myself a born-again Weight Watcher. But this time around, things have been very different. This time around, I discovered the world of podcasts to listen to and keep going as I walked. First, I found a couple of different ones and then quickly realized I wanted to find more. So, during a podcast search, I came across yours. At first, I thought, oh, this is a guy, probably more for the guys to listen to, guy stuff, not me. But one day I found myself podcast bliss and facing my nightly walk, so I gave it and thought, okay, I'll give this guy a listen. Better than nothing, right? Well, little did I know, I would become an avid follower, a member of your consistency Facebook group, and a faithful listener, all because of a single sentence that you said. Actually, you were on one of your rants. And you said one thing that hit me profoundly. And it wasn't a big, insightful paragraph. It was, it was a single sentence. And this sentence was the one thing that really worked for me, got me out the door walking, and consistently on program as to lose, as of today, 44 pounds. So... That one little sentence was just this. What needs to be done, needs to be done. Simple, right? Well, it may sound simple, but every time I didn't want to go out and walk, and every time I wanted to eat different food, I was sick of being on this diet, that little sentence just went off in my head. Your voice saying to me, what needs to be done 
needs to be done. And you know what? I still say it every time I walk out the door. So thank you, Donato. Enjoy your program. Keep it up. And I'm there listening. So for the random facts this week, we're going to do things a little differently. I'm going to bend some rules here. It's just, just for this episode. Because just these things are too special not to share with you guys. So I'm still going to be reading aloud. But the thing is, they're not facts. And I already read them. But I just want to share them with you guys. I still have all of the facts you guys sent. Keep them coming. I have them all in chronological order that I plan to read. It's going to be back next week. So nothing to worry about. But the first thing I wanted to tell you guys about is last week, I received a text message on Instagram from someone named Catherine from Ireland. She writes, Hey Donato, I'm living in Ireland and just came across your podcast via listening to the girls on Dropping Into Happiness. Your podcast is really inspiring and so enjoyable. Keep up the great work, Catherine. I mean, last week we had a voicemail from Australia. This week I got a text message from Ireland. How awesome is that? How awesome is that to know that people all over the world, the Ranting Weight Watcher may be small when it comes to the number of listeners, but it's spread out. It, I can easily say without lying to you that it is worldwide. And it's amazing. It's amazing to hear that. To know that. Thank you, Catherine, for your text message. It's so awesome that you contacted me. I hope to hear from you again. Those the girls at Dropping Into Happiness are definitely wonderful. If you guys are listening to an if you're looking for another podcast to listen to, that is definitely something you might want to check out. They can be found all of the same ways you found me. Just search dropping into happiness on whatever podcast app you're using to listen to me. And I'm sure you'll find them. They are both coaches that work with WW. The second thing I want to share with you guys is I received an email from my studio coach, Terry. This came from my, after my second anniversary podcast, it reads my dearest Donato. Once again, you truly amaze me. I had thought about calling in, but I would have probably rambled on and on. I also wanted to personally give my sentiments, especially after your anniversary podcast today. You have definitely taken your podcast, challenge groups, and followers to a new level, and it keeps growing and growing. I sometimes feel like a proud mom. Your sincerity, honesty, inspiration, and dedication does not go unnoticed by anyone. I know that your groups and followers will continue to grow and achieve success because of you. Today, you truly humbled me at the mention of Sophie, myself, and others. Mostly, you had me almost in tears at your tribute and acknowledgement of Joanne 
You know that saying, behind every successful man, there is a strong woman pushing him. I almost forgot about the Teflon Don days. I noticed that when you played your replays of your walking and ranting, how winded you sounded compared to your most recent walk and talks. This is definitely a feather in your cap. I will always be one of your biggest fans and will always make myself available in any way I can to support you, Joanne, and Giovanna. I love you all, and I consider myself blessed the day you and your family came through those WW doors. Love, Terry. Thank you for this, Terry. This means so much to me. You have been a blessing on all of our lives. The blessing I never knew was coming. I love you. And we are back. Thanks for sticking with me. In my early episodes, I had mentioned that if you pay attention to your journey, eventually it will point out to you the next lesson you need to learn or the next challenge that's coming. So this caffeine thing that I noticed when I was teaching versus when I was working from home, all of a sudden I noticed the same thing in regards to my food intake. Whenever I was in work, in the office, teaching, there would be no time. I mean, there's lunchtime, yes, but there's no time in between then to eat anything because I'm spending all my time talking. So the snack times and everything that I schedule when I'm working from home, scheduled snack times, they didn't happen. What ended up happening is this. When I would eat breakfast at home, and now you guys know that I eat two breakfasts, right? So first breakfast would happen at home, and then I would drive to work. When I get to work, I start teaching. Now, Teaching, depending on the day, sometimes ends at noon, sometimes ends at 11. Either way, whether it's noon or 11, I have an hour between when it ends and my next class. So in between that hour, I have 30 minutes for lunch. So this is what the journey taught me. By putting me in a classroom and not enabling me to eat the snacks at the scheduled times and giving me basically four hours straight of talking took away even the thought of having those snacks at those times. When 11 o'clock would come or 12 o'clock, depending on the day, instead of eating my lunch, I ate second breakfast. Oftentimes, I would get out of work around 4 o'clock. Okay, so I'm driving home at 4. And my sandwich, the fruit that I eat with my lunch, and carrots and peppers are all still in the bag. And I didn't feel hungry. There was no... I wasn't starving. 
had I not taught anything, had I not had to do this training, would I ever find this out? Would I ever realize that all of this scheduled eating I do might not be necessary anymore? This is what I'm talking about. Sometimes the journey presents the next lesson. And if you're paying attention, you'll see it. If you're not, you'll never see it. And you'll just keep going in the same circles over and over again. So the realization of this sparked something in me. And it gave me an idea to come up with an experiment. Now, this experiment that I'm going to do is not going to start until next week. So the week of September 12th is going to be the week that it starts. I basically teach full days Monday and Friday that week. I teach half days Tuesday and Wednesday. The only day that I'm working from home is Thursday. Well, I'm working from home half the day on Tuesday and Wednesday too. The experiment is to not pack the sandwich and everything I would eat for lunch and to only eat second breakfast as my lunch and to do it every day, regardless of the fact that whether or not I work from home. Based on my actions, based on what the caffeine told me, when I'm sitting at home, I'm craving caffeine more often. Based on being in school, I don't have time to crave caffeine. And maybe the slower intake of it is causing me to stay satisfied with caffeine. So that tells me when I'm home, it's just a mental thing that I do. I enjoy drinking coffee. Same thing with the food. Eating second breakfast at lunchtime, I found myself satisfied on my drive home. I was not starving. And you know what? Even if I was starving, the carrots and the peppers, the snack, would have easily tied me over for the ride home. I, if I still had them in the bag, they would have gotten me home in time for dinner. So as I'm looking through this, I'm going to have two days or three days where the mental battle may come into play. Because Monday and Friday, I don't have a, cho- a choice. I'm teaching for the entire day. That's all there is to it. Tuesday and Wednesday, I'm only teaching half the day, which means the other half that I spend at home, I might fight a, ma- a mental battle there. Thursday, I'm home all day. This shows me that Thursday is going to be a mental battle for sure. Tuesday and Wednesday may be a mental, mental battle. I don't know. So what is this about? Why am I talking about it? I'm, I'm trying to prepare myself. Really, I'm talking out loud to myself here. Trying to prepare myself for this experiment. That's why we're, pro, we're, we're postponing it to next week. Because at this point, my sandwiches for the entire week are already made. And not eating them would just be a waste of money. So, But next week, we can just not buy the stuff and not make the sandwiches. That's what we're going to try for next week. We're going to try and skip. So what does it translate to? 
it translates to a nine-point savings if I don't eat the sandwich and the two fruits that I eat for lunch every day, which is cantaloupe and an orange. Now, in case you guys don't know, if you're new here, I joined the diabetic version of Weight Watchers a while back just because I wanted to experiment with, because I, was, I felt like I was eating a lot of fruit and I wanted to see if fruit had points, what am I dealing with here? You know what I mean? I did it for 12 weeks, that experiment. I don't remember off the top of my head when that started on the podcast, but I talked about it in every podcast. So if you're new here and you're interested, I want to say it starts back in March of 2022. So somewhere in that month of March, I begin the 12-week journey on the diabetic plan. And I'm still on it now. I'm still paying points for the for the fruit and other things that other people will normally who wouldn't be on the diabetic plan would pay for. And it's really just to gauge discipline here. If you ever want to change your relationship with fruit, I challenge you to do this. I I feel like I never tasted fruit before until I started really eliminating man-made sweet things. I'll give you an example. If you eat a strawberry, it's the most one of the most delicious fruits you can eat. Okay, it's like sweet and it's delicious, all kinds of things going through your mind. But if you eat that same strawberry, but first you eat a Snickers bar or you eat a Kit Kat or you eat, I don't know, Milky Way, you name it, eat one of these chocolate bars first and then eat this strawberry. All of the sudden, the strawberry is almost bitter. It doesn't taste good. You're like, eh, I don't like this. That's because the man-made sweet thing is so overly sweet. There's nothing that was ever supposed to be natural that was that sweet. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? When God made the world, he gave us things like fruit so that we can enjoy that sweet flavor. But man came along and they invented their own ways to enjoy something sweet. Those things ended up becoming highly addictive. And now we have issues because we eat too many of those sweet things. And who's got diabetes? Who's got sugar and food addictions? All kinds of things. But if you could ever curb the man-made sugar items, the the man-made sweet items, if you could ever get to the point where you're curbing those, I promise you, all of the sudden, fruit tastes completely different. I can't explain it. I could only say, as someone who eliminated a lot of sugar in my life, all of the sudden, it was like I never ate an apple before. It was like I never ate a pear before. These these ordinary fruits that were sitting in my house all of a sudden tasted so incredibly delicious. And it was all because I managed to curb my man-made sugar intake. I managed to find balance with those things. It's just something to think about. You don't have to do it. Just think about it. 
if you're someone who battles with it, to me, it was completely worth it. It was completely worth to go through whatever I went through to curb the sweets, to have fruit all of a sudden change the way it has changed. But the fact that it tastes completely different when you eliminate man-made sweets, it, to me, it was completely worth it. That was off topic. Let me get back on topic here. My teaching schedule is set. The challenge is set. This only affects Monday through Friday. I will not be eating the lunch that I normally eat. I will shift my second breakfast to be my lunch. To see, number one, how much of this is really mental. Do I feel like just because like on Tuesday when I'm, I'm at home in the afternoon, am I really going to be craving something later in the afternoon? Because I typically eat lunch at like 2.30. But that's because I eat my second breakfast at 9, 9 o'clock or 10 o'clock. But if I'm eating my second breakfast at 12, which is a normal lunchtime, will I still be hungry at 2.30. That's going to be the challenge. So we'll see what happens. Sometimes I think about it. I wonder how I got to this point. And I wonder, of all the times I've ever been on some sort of weight loss plan, not necessarily Weight Watchers, but anything, Were there these whispers from my journey that say, hey, if you want to try this, you may find that this is something you can do. I wonder if it was always there. And because I wasn't in the right mindset, I couldn't hear it. Do you know what I think is funny? People's first response to you if you talk about wanting a rest day from exercise, their first response is, well, listen to your body. Yet, when your body tells you, I'm full, and you decide to keep eating, their first response when you complain to them about that is, well, Give yourself some grace. Why isn't it that it's listened to your body then too? Haven't I proven over and over again that the journey, everything in life is a double-edged sword. And if one rule applies one way, it also applies another way. So if you could say, listen to your body and give it rest, you can also say, listen to your body and stop eating. But yet, no one says that. Why? Because we live in an enabling world. An enabling world that will do anything it can just to make you feel okay with being mediocre. And I'm not okay with being mediocre. And I'm not okay with you being mediocre. 
because however high I get in this, I intend to take everybody who's willing with me. And some of you, even I'll take you kicking and screaming. Because when you achieve success, you want to share it. You want to shout it to the world. This is what I did. This is how far I've gotten. And you can do it too. You can be here with me. And you know what? It's so sad because some of the world will look at people like me and say, oh, that's extreme thinking. Oh, that's, he's very black and white. Well, you know what? Maybe it's the fact that you guys dabble in the gray that everything seems so complicated because in reality, everything is very simple. You do the work that's required to get to where you want to be. And if you don't, you don't ever get there. If you half-ass it, you get half-ass results. If you don't do anything, you don't get any results. Hey, even if you do everything perfect, you're still not guaranteed results. But you know what? When you don't get the results, it's better to say you put all the work in than to say, I didn't do any of it. Or I did it half-assed. So do what needs to be done and when your time comes, you're gonna have everything you've ever wanted. And maybe if you do it consistently, your journey will start whispering to you. I love each and every one of you. God bless you all.